Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Naked Subject with Gerardo, Giuseppe, and Platano. Uh, Platano is still not with us, but we expect to have him with us soon. So we've been talking a lot of politics, a lot of social issues, and quite frankly, that gets to be a drag after a while. And there's many other things happening in the world that are relevant. And in this case, it's Bigfoot. It's something that Giuseppe has been wanting to get into for a really long time. Uh, he just won't let it go. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I have an ambivalent relationship to this because on the one hand, I am curious about what's happening out there, but I am something of a skeptic. And Giuseppe, I have to, uh, Giuseppe, I have to say, a lot of times when I talk about Bigfoot, it's like, it's like I'm trying to tell a kid that Santa Claus doesn't exist and I feel bad about it to a certain degree. <laughs> but you, you really are sticking to your guns. Uh, you really get down with the Bigfoot thing. You're, you're really a believer in it. Um, and today we actually are going to feature a guest. Uh, his name is Dave. And he actually claims to have had an, an encounter with uh, Bigfoot. Now, Giuseppe, I do have a few questions before we get to our friend Dave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him in a minute. Okay. Um, I, I do have a few questions before we get to it. Um, so why has a Bigfoot corpse never been found? Well, you could say the same thing about um, bears. You could say the same thing about the Bengal tiger in India. You know, it's, it's pretty much very, very, very rare for uh, an entire bear corpse or tiger corpse to be found, especially in very wooded or jungle area. Okay. And, 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 you know, um, it's very possible if Bigfoot is a very close hominid relative, we may have already found bones and tested it and, or, you know, not tested it and thought it was human and just, um, dismissed it. But people don't really find human remains and dismiss them, right? They're usually gonna... Well, I mean, it, put I them mean, through a battery well, you're not of gonna, tests you're of not some gonna kind. Fi- you're not gonna find, um, you know, an entire human corpse, but you may find pieces of bones that might be human, you know, and, and you don't know it's human, or even if you do know it's human, yeah, you bring it to the police, they do, they run DNA tests, they say, yeah, it's human, and, um, you know, there's no other evidence to... to if, if, if you brought Bigfoot to them, and you ran a DNA test, what would it come up? Well, like I said, um, it's very possible that... Um, you know, because we don't know a lot about Bigfoot, you know, because obviously we don't have one, you know, captured. But it's very possible that there are some subspecies of Bigfoot that are so closely related to us that if you run a DNA test, you're just going to come up. Uh, and, it, and also, you have to understand it, what type of DNA test. You know, there's the mitochondrial DNA test, and then there's the nuclear DNA test. And if, um, if you run the mitochondrial DNA test, which is the DNA that comes from your mother, okay, what are you going to come up with? based on what we know about the, uh, the, uh, Bigfoot DNA, human. You're going to come up with... Right. If you take a mitochondrial... Right, because remember, remember Dr. Ketchum's um, uh, uh, DNA studies found that the mitochondrial DNA, which is the DNA that comes from your mother, if I'm not mistaken, right, um, was human. On Bigfoot. On Bigfoot. So if you, even if we found... Maybe Bigfoot, it was just a human. Well, yeah, I mean, no, not not, not on, on, on her DNA t- studies because um, they tested the, the nuclear DNA as well, and that came up as unknown. That's how we found this out. So my point is is that normally you don't do both tests. When you say unknown, 
can you definitively state that it's not human? Um, I don't know. All I know is that when they did the, the search, the sequence did not come up. What do you mean the sequence did not come up? As, as human? As, as, okay, so right now we pretty much um, sequenced all living things on the planet that we know of. Okay. okay. So when the lab does a DNA uh, test, okay, and what, you know they have a sample and they call it a blast, where they'll they'll you know they'll, they'll search for it on on their on their um, on their search engine, um, and it'll come back what type of species it is, and this has come back as unknown. Hmm. So unknown meaning uncertain or unknown, like we know that this does not pertain to any. It means existing that we don't species. exactly doesn't pertain to any existing species you're sure about this absolutely huh so unknown does not mean we don't know if it's human or a bear whatever it means we have a we have a detailed dna sequence but we don't know what creature this belongs to and that same sample in the mitochondrial dna showed a human Human. mother correct okay so that's let's let's let's. It probably requires a little more research on my part, you know, we, but that's interesting. Well, we have we have a couple of guests, and they're you know they're getting kind of you know antsy. So okay. Let's, all right. Let's, uh, all right. Let's let's let's, 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 let's make a guest. phone call. Yeah, and see uh, and see what's going on. Okay. okay. Hi, Dave. This is uh, Giuseppe um, and uh, Gerardo. We're calling you from Naked Subjects, and you are our first guest on our subject about Bigfoot. Uh, Gerardo, you want to... Um... Well, uh, David, it's very nice to meet you, uh, and I'm, I'm quite fascinated uh, by this. Um, I am going to confess to you that as far as the dynamic that Giuseppe and I have on this show regarding Big, Bigfoot, uh, I am something of a skeptic. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, confess that to you. Now, when I say that I'm a, a skeptic, I'm not sitting here proclaiming that Bigfoot doesn't exist uh, because I am the first to admit that my own perspective may be skewed. I am a city boy. I don't, I haven't really lived life uh, in any rural areas. You know, I, I go hunting sometimes, camping sometimes, you know, take little forays into the woods, but I haven't really been you know, deep into the wilderness anywhere. So I'm going to confess to you that a lot of that clouds my perspective because it's it's almost inconceivable to me that some sort of humanoid creature can exist and not having yet been discovered. Um, so I think it's kind of an uh, interesting situation here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, where you live, how you came up, and I'm probably going to ask you a few questions and then I'm going to want you to get into your story. Okay. Yeah, I uh, live here in Farmington, New Mexico. Um, I um, been a, I have a college degree in uh, uh, oh, liberal arts. Basically, I'm, I'm still trying to be a teacher. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I got into this uh, well, kind of the investigation of the Bigfoot realm. You know, with a friend named J.C. Johnson who passed away a couple of years ago. Um, he gave me a story uh, in a place called Apache Lake in Arizona. He, um, he went camping with his family, and all of a sudden they started hearing sound like a human laughing, 
but he said it's, it had kind of a dog, diabolical trailing edge to it. He said it was really loud, and the, the, the weird thing is that there were deer, uh, he said it was deer geese, and later on even a, a bobcat that came into the camp and just wanted to reside there for the rest of the night, and they couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. He didn't believe in Bigfoot at the time, this was in the early 2000s, so I just suggested to him, I said, do you think you might have a Bigfoot encounter? And he said, maybe so. He said, I, I never had one, but they, they you know, showed some kind of a similarity. So we formed a, a, a group called Crypto Four Corners back in 2000, late 2004. And we were doing an investigation. You know, we went on, we went on several, with, uh, we started off with the, the Discardi team. And then we moved on to uh, our own team. You know, we started uh, looking around the Four Corners and started gathering members and things like that. But, uh, things unusual, but one of the most amazing things was JC caught a picture, uh, it, it looks like a giant gorilla <laughs> out, in the, out in the Navajo reservation. Uh, I was supposed to go camping that day, but I was hard, I was extremely injured, I was going to say horribly injured, but I was very well injured after getting hit by, by, uh, hit by a car while I was on a bicycle, so I, I wasn't able to go to that trip, but he brought back an, an amazing photo that uh, I think it's still one of the best photos I've ever seen. It's not fake. It's uh, it's just straight out of a five megapixel Canon camera. And uh, I went on my own expeditions with other people too. I even worked a little bit with uh, Matt Manningaker and his Finding Bigfoot team for a while. And uh, gosh, you know, I've just done. I had experiences of my own as well. You know, not even looking for Bigfoot out in the forest. And I had a you know strange things happen out there that I didn't expect. It's like what. <laughs> what's happening here and I, I assumed it right away this is that, that thing that's standing there in the aspen grove is not a bear <laughs> so so you were you were you were out in the woods and something was standing in front of you yeah about 150 feet away okay uh, yeah and I actually had I, I actually had a camera with me I was just going to take pictures of nature in, in the late fall up in Colorado about 75 miles away and uh, I started hearing a snorting sound, you know, it sounded like a pig at first, and then I started pointing my camera in that direction, and I snapped, I started snapping pictures, and there is a, something standing there, um, whether it's, it's not human, it's dark colored, but it's standing maybe about six to seven foot tall. Daytime, nighttime? Uh, in the evening, just around sunset. Okay. Yeah, I remember it was even on, I even remember the date, it was like October, October 8th of uh, 2008 at 6.24 p.m. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, uh, and then it started ready to scream. At first I thought, what is that? You know, is that, can that be any proof? I wasn't even scared, you know, I just, I was just looking at it. And, and, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about the fear that overcomes you. Know, I had no fear. Uh, the only thing I had concern, it all of a sudden it screamed, like it screamed like a woman and it went into a higher frequency of, uh, of pitch and tone. And I said, okay, this is not uh, a bear. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just kind of stood there for, for a few seconds, looked at it, and then I just turned around, got back on my bike, and I started pedaling back down to my vehicle a couple miles away. And he didn't follow you? Well, that was the whole thing too, because on my left side, it was, it was Colorado Forest very dense and I started hearing something running to the left side of me it was paralleling you it was paralleling you yeah it was paralleling you look look at Giuseppe all expert on Bigfoot behavior paralleling oh yeah that's paralleling about three quarters of a mile it didn't go all the way back to where my vehicle was 
that was a little concerning because how I figured that something was following me was I, I stopped and the noise would stop. And I did this twice and finally I acted like I was gonna pedal again. And then that thing correct me, you know, kind of a, a stepping sound. I said, oh yeah, I am the appalled. Hmm. And it would, get a, it would get a little dark at that time. And that same area, I, I called that the, actually the Alpha site, you know, the first time. Well, the original reason why I was at that spot is I saw a, a, a tree structure. I'd never seen one live before. I said, that is a tree structure. And I started taking pictures of it. And then later on, I started seeing them kind of converge in that same area. And I had a friend, Brenda uh, Harris, uh, came with me one time. And we, we documented that back in 2013, those tree structures. Huh. Now, when you, when you saw it, um, could you describe it? Um, could you describe it in detail, or was or was it because it was sunset? Because oh, was yeah. Like was it was it a silhouette, or were you looking straight? Uh, could you could you see physical features? Yeah. yeah, I could I could see it. It was it was getting a little darkish. You know, it was getting that deep dusk. Mm-hmm. But I could see a dark figure, and uh, I could see it move its head just once. It, it was staying incredibly still. It just was not moving at all. I almost thought I wanted to approach it in a way, you know, mm-hmm. or pull a rock at it and see what it do, you know, but uh, I did see the tent just once and uh, I wish I would have had it on video cam to do that, you know. Now, did you, you know? did you smell anything? No, actually there was no smell whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you, and you say you, you, you had a camera, but you were not snapping shots. Uh, just a few shots. Uh, originally I was snapping pictures of, of a tree structure. Uh-huh. And that's when I heard the snoring sound, and I, I directed the camera directly to the west. And I saw it was like an aspen grove uh, ahead of me to the west, and it was like at the very edge of that little aspen grove. It was like a, a field, it was sort of like a semi field in between. It's a meadow, I guess, that we call Okay. And, uh, yeah. and, and so you took pictures of this or no? Yes. yes I took, I took uh, one picture, and. Um, I think I took two, but it was kind of fuzzed out, the second one. I don't know, just maybe I was moving too much. But the first one, I, uh, you could see the form. You couldn't see the detail just because the camera couldn't capture enough light, you know? But you could definitely see the form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have that picture. And how, t- how tall do you think it was? You said it was six or seven feet? Between six and seven feet, yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't look extremely tall, but it was, you know, definitely taller than me at five eight. Mm-hmm. So is this, uh, uh, you described also a previous incident where some sort of photo was taken, right? Where, where that the friend of yours, right? The other person in your group also had taken a, a photo? Yes. Is that photo in circulation anywhere? I mean, did you guys post it anywhere? Did you do anything like that? Or is it just your personal possession? It was, it, it was a little bit posted. JC actually took that picture, but he told me, he says, if anything ever happens, you, you hold, that, hold on to that picture, which I have. And, uh, I still have it to this day. The, the original picture is actually a, a, a non-zoomed, I guess it's an infinity picture. Uh, and this object is about, we estimated about 900 meters, 900 yards away from us. And what I've done is I've, you know, I've used Photoshop to just crop it just like you can see it in a little closer. Okay. And, yeah, and uh, it's definitely a, a primate or a, a humanoid something, you know, standing. it's actually leaning on the, on the mountainside. 
Huh. Uh, and it's it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the vegetation I do around it is it's, it's a local vegetation that we call pinyon and juniper. Those uh, they're, they're kind of like a, a stunted tree, uh, scrub tree. Uh, the pinyon is a like a pine tree, and the juniper is just that typical like cedar type plant. Okay. And these these uh, trees stand between ten between ten and fifteen foot tall, and mm-hmm. this thing is towering above it. It's like what? Right. This thing is large. Yeah, that must that must have been a mature alpha male. Yeah, yeah, we both agreed upon that. JC called it a mountain gorilla. <laughs> now, a uh, question: uh, uh, Before you had your first encounter uh, with Bigfoot, th- were you a believer? Uh, somewhat. Yeah, um, I never had seen one. I, I heard strange noises out in the forest, but I've never had seen one before. Now, did you grow up in, in the woods? Are you from, you know, are you originally from, you know, born and raised in, in, in the country, or? You know, actually, I was born and raised to a southern in Phoenix, Arizona, uh-huh. and then moved here to Farmington, which is a small town, about 50,000. Uh, but we have the outdoors are always within five to ten minutes, no matter what direction you get out of town. They're just right there. Right. I live in a high desert. Yeah, it's, it's not forested here. We just have that canyon juniper woodland nearby, you know, mm-hmm. outside of town. Mm-hmm. The forest is about, about 40 miles away, you know, the, the big Colorado forest. And then we have forest in New Mexico and Arizona surrounding us, too. Do you have a lot of sightings? I mean, is 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 are, are Bigfoot sightings common where you live? Is this something that that occurs frequently? Or do people generally believe uh, in your area and in Bigfoot or no? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I live right next door, outside of town, is the Navajo Reservation, Indian Reservation, Native Bears Reservation, as we can call it now. And in the, in that reservation, there are just stories galore there. I mean, there's just so many stories about Bigfoot, uh, skinwalkers, and creatures, cryptids of all kinds. It's, uh, they keep coming up with something new, things that fly, things that are on the ground. Um, but as far as Bigfoot, yes, there, there's a lot of stories. In fact, some of the stories are right here out just on the outskirts of our town and a few in, in our insider city because we have a, a river system here. We have the Animus River and the San Juan, which converge here. And, it's, and those creatures seem to hang in the river, river bottoms there. And we mm-hmm. get some reports. Even a, a place called, we have some rivery parks inside town, and I've seen the evidence of a we call those tree structures. They're mostly like stick and branch structures. And I'll tell you what, the city tears those things down. They seem to know who's doing it and what's doing it. Mm -hmm. I did talk to a police officer once, and he did tell me, he says, well, I'm not, he says, I'm not going to admit it, but I'm not going to say it. He says, but there there is things going on here that are out of the ordinary. Really? Yeah. And and then I listened to my scanner. This was about three years ago. I was listening one morning to my police scanner. And I heard a traffic stop, but the woman was saying that, you know, she was stopping a vehicle on US 64. She didn't say if it was on the west side of Farmington, which is close to the res or the, the east side. And she says, and I guess apparently earlier, somebody had reported a gorilla on the side of the highway. And she says, and I saw your gorilla standing there. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> I said, you know, to, to have somebody admit that, you know, I wish I would have had that recorded. I would have, you know, I usually don't record the police, but right. that was amazing. Now, Dave, let me ask a question. What do you think Bigfoot is? Well, gosh, it's, uh, I've, I've heard many stories, you know, several But what stories. do you, do, I mean, from your experience and a little bit that you know, what do you, what do you think it is? Do, do you think it's a, it's another species of, of humans? Do you think it's it's a, a great ape or something else or a mix or what? 
I think it's a mix. It could be a mix. And a, a, my own feeling is that it's a hybrid human type right. creature. Me too. You know, I I uh, I know a guy that works on a lot of TV sets. He's an audio guy, and uh, he is not a believer in Bigfoot, but he does speak sometimes of like mountain people, like people that just kind of live out in the woods and they don't really venture into society much. And these sort of there's these self-sustaining, you know, human communities that have just sort of developed apart from any urbanized area that, that might be around them or any, you know, developed area, I should say, that, that, that might be around them. And so he's not a believer in Bigfoot, but he thinks that when people have sightings that it might be these people. Just like hairy people, they don't shave their body hair and they just kind of live out in the woods yeah, and but, they develop differently. Like 10 feet tall? Well, the one you saw, Dave, was like you he said... Was between 6 and 7 feet, but the one that his friend saw, you know, towered over these trees that were 10 feet tall. Yeah, I've heard that story too. Um, they seem to come in different sizes, different shapes, and even different facial features. You know, and uh, I tend to believe most of the stories that are being told. You know, and a lot of the stories are from like the Navajo Reservation. And these people don't don't go out of their way to lie. I, we have caught a few people in you know in some deception, but for the most part, they're they're telling the truth, and we've seen the tracks. We've been invited to go to the properties. And we'll look around, and sure enough, there's just these giant tracks that, uh, that somebody just didn't take the time to do. You know? mm-hmm. it, it, took, it took some effort by something. And also, also as far as tracks is concerned, you know, you could tell um, if they're fake. Or not. One of one of the there's several ways. One, first of all, you could tell by by the 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 the, um, the depth of of the of the print. You know, if it's rather hard ground. No human could make that that print. It would be have, have to be somebody you know extremely extremely heavy or wearing something very heavy you know on top of them. And then the length of the stride. You know, if a human tried to to make this stride, they would they would slip. They you know what I'm saying? You you know they would have to jump, but then they have to jump with all this weight on it. So I, I mean, from a practical standpoint, it just wouldn't make any sense. Am I right? Right, right. And I'm, and speaking of footprints, um, with after years of, of you know checking out quite a bit of uh, the evidence that was presented to us, I have a tendency to think of, I don't know if they're all like this, but there there have been some uh, suggestion that they may be paranormal. Um, I've seen these tracks. It was about five years ago out in Yucatan, New Mexico, is where the tracks were just it was a four foot stride, and you know they were we, we followed these tracks for about a mile, and then they just disappeared. Yeah, they disappeared, and we actually put flags on each footprint, you know, uh, little red flags, and it wasn't until about 200 yards farther up that the prints showed up again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've been reluctant. I've been le- reluctant to bring up things like this to my co-host because, as you know, he's skeptic, and I'm having trouble convincing him of just like the, the more normal stuff. And then the paranormal stuff, it's just you know, it's going to go right over his head. But yes, there's a lot of people. A little bit at a time. Yeah, so it's a I lot for to, me to digest. Yes. There's, a, there's a lot of people. There are people. There are people who say that when when they've encountered when they had their experience, they, they've seen orbs. Um, and it's more it's more common than 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 you would think. Um, but, Bigfoot and orbs. Yeah. So so a lot of times the people who 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 oh uh, who say about the, 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 the talk about their encounter, they don't mention the orbs because the whole Bigfoot encounter is, is bad enough. You know what I'm saying? Then, then you're going to start telling them about orbs and people are going to, you know, if, if there was ever an inkling of, of belief, that was gone. You know, so, 
Yeah. But, David, are you are you a general believer in the in the paranormal? Like like you know, are there any other things things that you've witnessed or seen or have some sort of evidence of? Well, um, there's been a little some of the paranormal, yeah. Um, I haven't really seen a whole lot. I think I think I've experienced some of it, um, and it was involving a, a Bigfoot encounter uh, up in the Navajo Reservation, where I got uh, I was going to take a picture of a moon up on top of a mountain pass, and all of a sudden I started hearing noise in the in the oak brush that was nearby. And I said, I thought it was somebody, you know, just somebody camping or something. And I said, hey, man, you know, let me know who you are. Because <laughs> if you don't, I'm going to take a shot over your head with a pistol. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, I forgot my pistol. Oh. So this thing kept making noise and stuff. And, um, well, you know, like I said, I don't want to go too deep into, like, uh, in the spiritual. Because, you know, this, I do believe these things are flesh and blood, but they could be something else as well. Mm-hmm. But I finally said, I'm protected by the blood of Christ, and you can't touch me, dude. And, you know, that thing got quiet. It just it stopped. You know, you're not the first one. You're not the first um, um, person that has said something like that, where they were in a situation where they were very scared for their life, and they mentioned uh, Christ and uh, the creature just went away or, or, or stopped doing what they were doing. I think my head is about to explode. Yeah, because you have to understand also, my co-host also is not really a Christian. So um, I think he might believe in I'm a heathen. Yeah, he's I'm a, a heathen. heathen. Um, so that's that's another problem I have with him. So. You know, Giuseppe has all kinds of issues with me. Yeah. Uh, there's just no, there's no dealing with me, man. I'm just a big giant pain in the ass to Giuseppe. But you know, I, 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 I told you, you know, before, you know, that he's he's a skeptic. I'm the believer, but he would be respectful, and he has been very respectful because normally he's he's much much worse than this. Than this. I, you know what? Uh, in my own defense, you don't know Giuseppe. Uh, if you had to deal with Giuseppe for any prolonged amount of time, you'd just be shitting all over him. Man. He just brings that out in you. It's very, it's very tough for me to describe this, but uh, but it's a reality of uh, of life with Giuseppe. But it's all good, man. It's a, it's, a, it's it's all good. Well, you know, I, I actually find this uh, kind of fascinating, just because you know it, it's a glimpse into a life that I don't live. You know. Uh, I've my my entire existence is as a urban New Yorker, and you know that's that's my experience. So things like this, I just I just find interesting. You know, whatever the source of it might be, you know, uh, I do know that if you're dealing with like Native Americans, you know, their spiritual life is also a different life. The things they do are different. Their imagery is different. You know, I don't know what happens to 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 people when when they live out there, where where when they're in that close a contact with nature. You know, the things you see and the things you experience. I don't know that they could just be reduced to sort of mechanistics. You know, uh, scientific scrutiny, but but nonetheless, whatever whatever it might be, even if there wasn't an actual thing there, but you just had this experience. It's it's an interesting thing to me, and obviously, I I would love to know. You know, I, I, I would love to see the day when somebody actually comes up with something, you know, that, that, that we can grab onto a little bit more, you know, a good picture, a good DNA sample, you know, things like that, because uh, it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff. So, David, uh, we have to wrap this up because we actually have a, a, another person that's had an experience and they want to share it, too. So we're going to have them on, on this same episode. Um, hopefully we'll be able to have you on again because this was a pretty interesting conversation and it was awesome meeting you. 
Uh, yeah, and 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 we look forward to uh, speaking to you again soon, and uh, let people know about our podcast, and we'll let you know when we uh, when we air this episode, but it'll be in the next week or two. Okay, sounds great. All right, Thank you awesome. Thank, Thank you, you man. so much. Take, Take care. care. All right, so uh, that was kind of an interesting call there. Um, you know, I don't know that it changed much about the way I see the whole Bigfoot thing. Wait, what did you think of that call, Giuseppe? I thought it was great. And as you could see, you know, here's a person, sounds perfectly normal, perfectly rational. I know you think I'm crazy. You are. But, um, as, and, and you know what? I, lo- I love how you were like, oh, yeah, that's an alpha. Uh, and then, yeah, he's paralleling. You know, right. so that <laughs> so that's a bad sign to me. I got to be honest with you. So like you have the lingo of fucking Bigfoot behavior, like, you know, Bigfoot knowledge. Yes. All right. So and and as you can see, you know, his, his story wasn't particularly fantastic. There was nothing, you know, crazy about it, you know, um, and it, but it was a little bit unusual because most people who have an encounter are scared, you know, um, but, you know, he, you know, maybe he's, you know, he's he's relaxed or whatever. He another thing that was unusual is that that there wasn't any smell. Now, some people believe that maybe Bigfoot, you know, can can control his smell, kind of like a skunk. Uh-huh. Uh, so that may be... Um, like has an anal reason. gland? Right. So our, our next caller is going to be Steve. Okay. Oh, he's trying to get in here right now. And press the uh, speaker. Hi, Steve. Hello. Hey, Steve. It's, uh, it's Giuseppe and Gerardo. And Gerardo, yes. And uh, you are on Naked Subjects. With okay. Gerardo, Giuseppe, and... Uh, Platano, but Platano's not with not, us today. Not here, so it's uh, Gerardo, Giuseppe, and Steve. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hi, John Ford, glad to be on the show. All right, no anytime, anytime. So, uh, Steve, let me just give you a little background. I mean, you know, we're, we're a podcast, and uh, Giuseppe over here uh, is definitely... Um, would, you, would you call yourself a believer, yeah, Giuseppe? Absolutely. All right, so Gi- Giuseppe is a believer in Bigfoot, um, I myself tend to be a little more skeptical, and I said this to the previous guest, but I'll, I'll tell you, um, even though I'm a skeptical person, I'm definitely never going to be willing to just simply deny that something like this would exist, because I fully recognize that my experience as a resident of Brooklyn, New York, is, is very limited, Right. Uh, I live in a very highly urbanized area, so basically I see pigeons, <laughs> I see rats, I see crows, you know, a couple of starlings, a couple of English sparrows, and that pretty much, uh, between them and the cockroaches and mosquitoes, that's the limit of the wildlife that I experience, um, and that's just the way it is. So sometimes when I hear people describing this this humanoid creature, it's kind of a fascinating thing to me. Um, but it's sometimes tough for me to wrap my head around. Um, but we have you on the show because you say that you have had an actual experience. Is that correct? That's correct. Can you describe that to us? Sure. All right. Well, this happened back in, uh, 1975. Oh, okay. So it's a while back. Yeah. So, it, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've ran into them since then, but I haven't had as close of it an experience uh, here recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but this one, I was only 10, 15 feet away from. Wow. Wow. And, and, and this, you know, happened back, like back in the middle of summer, uh, back fields in the middle of July. 
I said, I was going to go try out my ride and rail. So I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and got dressed and grabbed my stuff, threw it in the back of the truck, uh, and headed out. Uh, and, uh, of course, stopped at McDonald's and got me, you know, a cup of coffee, whatever, to uh, get me energized or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And uh, and so then I went down to the river called Sandring River, which is runs beside the highway uh, 259. Now, what what part of the country are we talking about here? Where do you live? Okay, this happened in Texas. Okay, East Texas, and uh, so it uh, the river runs kind of parallel with a highway called. 259. Okay. And I was about here? I mean, we're talking, I'm going to say approximately because he was squatted down. Uh, I couldn't tell you why he was squatted down, but, you know, he was squatted down and he was focused right on the river. He was focused at the river. Uh, So, you know, I've had other researchers uh, and people tell me that he was he probably knew I was there, and so he, he went into a stealth mode. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and thought I wouldn't notice him or whatever. Right. There's uh, many there's many times where because a lot of times um, there are people who've probably run into Bigfoot but probably you know didn't notice him because they could literally just stop m- moving and you know if it, if it's dawn or dusk or anything. You'll walk right by them, and and you won't even know. Giuseppe, getting down with more Bigfoot knowledge. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead Steve. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. So I stood there, and I set my equipment down, 
which I had one tackle box and I run real. I set it down and and I set my coffee down and and I just sat there and stared stared at it and then I kind of looked off to my left to see what was available to move to to do some fishing and so so after the, what seemed to be be 10, 15, and a half an hour was only three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so after I focused and I said, and got to talking to myself, this ain't human. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and so then, and then I, you know, kind of got not really scared, but I was, kind of concerned uh, that maybe my best move was to back out and not bother it. Mm-hmm. Had, had it had it noticed you at this point? Did it react to your presence? No, it, w- it was standing completely still. And he's saying that some researchers believe that he probably knew he was there. That's why it was standing it, it, it completely wasn't still. So, so it wasn't looking at you or anything like that, right? Was it looking somewhere else? <laughs> He was looking at the river. Okay, got it. He, he was squatted, squatted, squatted down. So this, this is why I can't say exactly how tall he was. Right. They asked me. I just had to approximate. You know, he had a tall upper body and he did have some long legs, from what I noted. And it was with his brown hair. Um, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind what, you know, color he was. And, uh, but, hey, like I said, he was staring at the river and, and he had his arms on his knees uh, and, and and he never moved. Mm. I could see the muscles uh, uh, bulging and everything. I mean, he, I put it like this. It would make a good lineman for a football team. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, if, if you can kind of picture that. <laughs> okay. Big broad shoulders. Uh, like I said, he didn't have the elongated face like some people describe. He had the shorter, uh, I don't know if you want to say, tape-looking type. Okay. Did he have like the cone head? The... Yeah, he said he had, he had okay. the conical head. The yeah. conical head, okay. Yeah. And he had the conical head. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, after a few minutes, I just decided it was time. And, and of course, you know, to set, set the scene here, it was already 80 degrees at huh. that time of the morning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, and of course, you know, you have people, you know, saying, well, how can you take pictures? I said, boats. This is back in 1975. Yeah. Cameras was just barely on the market. Mm-hmm. Didn't have cell phones. Right. Uh, you know, they had GoPros back then. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, none of that. So, you know, you know, they say, why did you not take a picture? Well, I didn't have the equipment then 
that we have now. Yeah, and then you would have had to, it would have been bulky and big, and I, I don't see how you'd be able to pull that off if you had planned on going on a fishing trip in the first place. Now, Steve, did you smell anything? Uh, I did I, I thought I, I, I thought I smelled like kind of a sewer type smell, mm-hmm. and then as I went back to the truck, it disappeared. So I don't know. He, he set it off to to kind of scare me off, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, so I did you did you did you did you back up or did you turn your back to it and walk away? Uh. I just I, I just reached over and, and grabbed my Roger L, my coffee, and and uh, kind of backed up till I got to the truck, and then and I put my stuff in there, and I glanced back, and and it was gone. And he was gone. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it was just like I mean, just like that. I mean, split second. He was. I mean, I'm sure uh, as people has dissected my story they said probably there was he was not alone but there was those other big bloods in the area probably watching watching me at the same time mm-hmm. is this a common thing where you where you live like are there a lot of people that have had sightings or or yeah. or uh, so uh, okay Go ahead. If you're not familiarized, Joe Pass. Say that again. Uh, a guy named Joe Pass. He's on YouTube. Joe Pass sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, the cowboy. No, I'm 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 not familiar with him. Yeah. Anyway, he's a uh, he's from Texas. Uh, of course, you know. Uh, and then there's Joe. I can't think of his last name, uh, but he's from around the Houston area, Houston, Texas, and he and that, he, he he researches in the uh, Sam Houston area, mm-hmm. and uh, and I went up into the uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, well, what what once you once you put your stuff in, in the truck, you just got in the truck and, and you left, and you, you said you weren't scared, but you were concerned. Once you got in the truck, how did you feel? I just said, I mean, I, I probably said what most people would say, you know, what the heck did I just say? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, prior to that, prior to that, did you believe in Bigfoot? Have had you heard of Bigfoot prior to, to this um, uh, encounter? No, I think I might have seen the Patty thing, the, the Patty field right. on National Geographic. And what'd you think? But I didn't put two two together, you know. Did you think it was true? Did you did you think it was BS or did you not have an opinion one way or the other on that? Was it a subject of interest to you at the time or not really? I didn't really have an opinion or well, I had an opinion, but I, you know, I, you know, I, as far as things that, I kind of forgot about it in, in a way until the legend of Bobby Creek hit the theater the following year. Now, the legend about Bobby Creek that that came out in '76. Right. Right, but uh, I think what my co-host is asking is um, when you 
when you um, saw the Patty film, um, did you have an opinion on whether the, the video was, was real or fake? Uh, and, well, I thought it was real. Uh, it was realistic. Right, it was realistic, but you weren't sure if it was real or not. Yeah, I didn't know if it was real. I mean, I guess until you had your experience. But even when you had your experience, you didn't you didn't put you didn't put two and two together, correct? Yeah, then then when I had my experience, like I said, wow. Right, that's a common misconception about people who don't know about Bigfoot. They think Bigfoot is just this one guy running around, you know, when it's actually a species. Kind of like when you see a mouse in your house. You think it's one mouse, but it's actually several, you know, right. and then you, but you, you're just seeing them one at a time. Right. Um, so you said you, you've had several experiences since then, is that correct? Oh, yeah. I, I don't uh I try to go down once a year, except this year. This has been an unusual year anyway. So. Yeah, to say the least. Um, uh, but I have gone down south to State Park, and there's, you know, rivers, streams, there's a lot of wooded area, and of course, you know, there's several campsites, several hiking trails, be a member of that group. I'm not sure. And 
And I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, I was like, you know, I said, because me and an Oriental guy was the only ones on the trail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Oriental guy came by me and headed back to the trailhead uh, where he parked to, to, to hike on the trails. Mm-hmm. So, I knew it wasn't him, uh, but I was, and the workers, they ain't had their coffee yet. So, so you know, I, you know, I, and, and so I kind of said, well, there's no residential areas for me to, to kind of rule out it could have been somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, you know, I was just, uh, after this, when I got back home from that trail, uh, I pulled up some YouTube videos to listen to tree knocking. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of did a comparison and I said, um, I think, that was two Bigfoots, at least two Bigfoots, communicating with one another. Right, that's a common uh, common uh, yeah. trait of uh, Bigfoot communication. Oh, there goes Giuseppe again. Uh, with Expert the tree on... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, tree knock. I was in the area. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so the, you, you think they were announcing your arrival to each other. Right. Right, that's what I thought. Okay, but you but you didn't actually... So so that was just, you, you heard something, but... but but you didn't, you didn't, it wasn't like the previous encounter. I didn't um, get to see, I didn't get to see nothing. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, on that trail and several trips before, I have felt like somebody was following me uh, as what some people call parallel, uh, parallel. walking behind mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and, and watching me. And if Giuseppe has watched any of my live videos in that area, that's one of, one of the reasons why I stopped at the lives and I held the phone over my shoulder and I was slightly turned to the direction that I, that I heard the commotion. And, and so I would, you know, you know, like most cases, hopefully the audience would pick up something in the background that I might have overlooked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know, I try to keep my group involved as much as possible, but, you know, uh, but, 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 you know, I, this year has been kind of unusual with all, all everything going on. Yeah. Hey, Steve, uh, let me ask you, um, what do you think Bigfoot is? Uh, I think he's a form of, I think he's a form of a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like us, but... You think he's a, 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 just another species of humans? Yeah, another species of human. Right. Uh, a humanoid. Right. Or whatever, a hominid. You know, he's just a different, they're just a different tribe. 
do you think it might be sort of like just actual humans, but who are sort of, you know, maybe living out in the woods, feral, you know, so sort of still technically a human being, but, but, but not, you know, not participating in the same kind of society that everybody else does? Or do you just think whole entirely different species? I think they're, I think they're different. Uh, I mean, they're very human and they're very uh, gifted because, you know, they, they, they have different, uh, they can read your mind, for one. Uh, uh, they can, uh, what makes you say that? What makes you say they could read your mind? Because they just, that's something they have, and I've heard a lot of people, I haven't experienced it, but a lot of other people have experienced it. Now, I don't believe, and, and I'm sure you and Giuseppe and, and, uh, and, and, other, and your other friend are probably similar. It's hard to believe everything you hear and read on YouTube or, you know, you know, kind of like what you said, you gotta be, you gotta be skeptical to a certain point or you'll get, or you'll become gullible to anything mm -hmm. that's presented out here. Mm. Uh, and, and so, but, but, you know, but you believe you believe the stories of what other people have told you about them being being able to read your mind, but you haven't had a personal experience about it. I haven't had an actual uh, reading of the mind. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, you know, it, it, it hadn't uh, spoke to me and and uh, and the thought process got thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, uh, I mean, I have an experience. It's the same. Wow! You know. Of course, I mean that that would that would be that would be a pretty extraordinary thing, uh, Steve. So so um, just to get a little sort of background on you, uh, do you believe in the paranormal in general? Is that is that part of your psyche, part of your mentality, part of your belief system? Uh, you know, are you are you a religious person? Well, I am. I mean, I'm not. Super religious, but I am a believer. You know, uh, you, you know, I, but you know, I don't. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, you got. I mean, you got to, you know, take perspectives with perspectives and so forth. So you know, when I listen to somebody else. Uh, I, I usually try to keep in my mind, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, uh, pretty much it, it probably is. Right. Uh, you, know, it, you know, when people start fantasizing, saying other things, as far as me, uh, being from Texas, I, I found more out about, about Texas now than I did when I lived there. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know there was witchcraft. I didn't know there was, uh, you know, other kind of 
stuff going on there that's, you know, that's paranormal, uh, you know, UFOs. I only thought they existed in movies, you know. Do you do you think they really exist? Do you think we've been visited by extraterrestrial uh, extraterrestrial intelligence or no? I, I just won't say it's possible. Okay. I'm not I'm not really on board. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure y'all make me the same way. I'm a you know I I kind of you know I believe it when I see it type person. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I, you know, as far as ghosts and stuff like that, you know, I, it's possible. Uh, but you haven't had direct experience of it. You know, I never rule out nothing is not possible until, you know, it's proven one way or the other. Right. And, and you know, it says, and, you know, and when people, you know, downgrade the Bigfoot thing, I have to say, wait a minute. I actually saw one of these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotta be right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're so you're open you're open minded. You know, some people like, you know, they're they're gonna dismiss something, you know, on its face. But you're open minded and, you know, in your case you had an experience. And you're saying, you know, believe me or not believe me, but I had an experience. Right. I mean, listen, you, I, I could, you know, I could sit here and not believe, right? But then if I saw one, well, I guess I'm going to have to change that. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, you want to change your thinking and say, well, you know, what these people have been talking about and I've been seeing in movies and stuff is actually real. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. But, you know, but, but, but I will fantastic idea. <laughs> yeah, do I just ignore it and go finish, or probably impossible? You know, or should I just retreat and go home and call it today, you know? Yeah, I think you did the best thing. Yeah, I think yeah. Cuz yeah. these things have also been known to be violent, um, so uh-huh. you probably did, did the best thing. More Bigfoot behavior yeah. uh, right. perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Then, I didn't know nothing about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, if I'd have known then, I would have never 
I know now I might have been a little braver and I might have been, you know, I would have kept my distance, but I would have tried to move around to catch the side of its face or, mm-hmm. you know, or something, you know, kind of type thing. Well, uh, Steve, thank thank you so much, man. That was uh, that was quite quite an interesting story. And can you can you tell us the name of your page again? Uh, it's either Tales and Trails of Bigfoot or Trails and Tales of Bigfoot. I can't I can't remember which way it goes, but you know it's uh, I believe it's uh, 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 Trails and Tales of Bigfoot, and that's that's your page, right? Yeah. Okay. And so people who have experiences sort of post things or pictures or stories or whatever, they can they can post it on that page. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much. It's been uh, quite an interesting uh, interview here. And um, maybe we'll have you uh, on at a later time uh, when we re- revisit this subject again because uh, we do that from time to time. But uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. Yes, Steve. It was, it was a pleasure. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I, I appreciate y'all having me on. All right. Well, you take care of yourself. Take care. Ciao. All right. Bye. Well. <laughs> no. look, at, uh, look at Giuseppe looking at me with like a knowing glance, like fucking gotcha. Uh, and, and this is not the end, you know. Um, I'm sure it's not. It's not I'm the sure end. it's not. I, I want to now talk about uh, the emails that Dr. Ketchum got from uh, an independent lab called C- uh, Secrite, right? Okay. Uh, so as you know, uh, she collected various different uh, uh, samples and sent it as a blind study to different uh, labs. Are you talking about Dr. Ketchum? Yes. All right. So just so anyone, so just to, you know, uh, uh, catch everyone up to this, uh, Dr. Ketchum is a... a, 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 a what is it? A scientist, a scientist yeah. who found DNA samples. I think she's a geneticist. A geneticist yeah. who found DNA samples of what she well, believed. Well, she didn't find them. She was she was given given samples yeah. of uh, what was supposedly a, a Bigfoot, right? What what was his hair samples or something hair, like that? Hair, blood, whatever. Now, know. I think we've we talked about in the past, and I'm not standing by this, but I think she's been. That's been, uh, has it been discounted by no, anyone? No, I mean, there's people who that criticized her, you know, like you. On um, what grounds? I mean, stupid grounds. Like, the, for one, one thing, grounds, one thing, one thing <laughs> was that, um, oh, she was, she, the only, uh, publication she was ever published in was the publication that, um, one of her friends owned. Well, what happened was, as you know, the way that, the, you know, the scientific method works is that you do an experiment, okay? Um, you, document your experiment and then you try to get published by you know you know scientific uh, uh, publication uh, people read it um, and then it gets peer-reviewed and then other people try to duplicate your experiment if they come up with the same results now you have a viable hypothesis maybe even theory on whatever it is that that you're that you're experimenting on okay so her first step now would be to get published. Okay, so there was two uh, uh, magazines who were willing to publish them, um, and then at the last minute, both of them backed out, and they didn't say why. Okay. Okay. Um, now, obviously, they knew it was about Bigfoot, but at the last minute, 
they backed out. Okay. okay. Um, one of them uh, was soon after the, this was purchased by one of her investors. Okay, who was who was giving her money to do this this research? He purchased the uh, the magazine and then they published it. So people were like, oh, that doesn't count. Okay, well, look, if nobody wants to publish your your work, that's not your fault. Okay, so um, that's part of the criticism she's gotten. And then some of the other criticism she's gotten has just not been um, substantial. I mean, like you came up with, uh, oh, it was opossum. Well, first of all, she gave in like 200 samples. All of them weren't opossum. Okay, so she gave in uh, blinds, you know, uh, it was there were blind tests done by various different labs. And we have the um, the emails of one of the labs called Secrite, right? Okay. Um, and basically, uh, the email basically says that, hey, you know, think you might have discovered a new species. So I'm going to... How uh, old an email is this? How old an email is it? Yeah, um, when, when, when was it sent? I guess it was in the 2000s sometime when... when um, let me, let's see if there's a date on it. Hang on. Um... This was in 2011. Okay. Okay. So here's the email. Uh, Hi, Melba. I have attached the sequencing results for RS9276811. I have included the raw chromatograms, uh, the alignments of these data in sequencer, the consensus sequence for each sample, and genotyping, genotyping report uh, for the SNP. Genotype. A position. Position. Um, <laughs> I, I, you're a joke. I have not, like fucking Bugs Bunny trying to like reach. Well, okay, I'm not, I'm not a geneticist. Uh, I have no idea what is going on with sample three. We got a PCR bend band that looked the right size on the gel, on a gel. Don't and know the what sequencing the fuck any of looks, this is. Right, but here it, it gets good at the end. Beautiful, <laughs> but it does not align at all with the reference sequence or anywhere else uh, in that gene for that matter. I can even see the primers in the sequencing, and it is clearly a 423 BP amplicon. Which, An amplicon? Yeah, which is, which is <laughs> see, because you're ignorant, now you have to make fun of stuff, uh, which is about 500 BP shorter than it should have been. I tried blasting the consensus and got no hits with any organism, which is bizarre. What is this? Have you discovered a new species? Mm. So, you know, when you have evidence like this, you know, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to to say, oh, she's crazy, she's this, she's that. When you have an independent, um, uh, reputable lab saying, hey, we've done the, um, uh, the, uh, the blasting, we've done the searches, and there's no genetic uh, sequence for this DNA. So at some point, as a scientist, if you're really open-minded, if, if, if you're really someone um, who, who only goes by the facts, you're like, well, we've got something we should investigate further, right? But then as soon as you find out, oh, it was a Bigfoot sample, oh, forget it. Well, what do you mean forget it? You know, I wish I wasn't too stupid to know a geneticist. Because I don't hang out with geneticists. I don't think a geneticist would hang out with me. Well, um, I, be- I believe my my um, my my wife's cousin is a geneticist. Oh, you know uh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we might have. We, maybe we could invite what? him on and, Hell and, yeah. and ask him questions. Does he live in the states? No, he lives in Thailand. He All right. School. He went to school here. All right. He worked in, in Britain for a while. You know what? Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna close it out after this, but uh, I think that's our next step. Yeah. 
we have to get get your wife's cousin, mm-hmm. who's an actual geneticist, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to get him on a live phone call. Mm-hmm. So if he laughs, I think it'll be fucking priceless. <laughs> all right, and then uh, run this by him. Right. So so that that that's our next step, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I do have to say, um, I enjoyed speaking to these uh, two gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know that it's moved me that much one way or the other. And again, I'm not denying the existence of Bigfoot, but I don't know that this moved me any closer. Because mm-hmm. people have experiences. A lot of people have experiences of, uh, of extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't believe that we've been visited mm-hmm. by extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. I believe whatever phenomenon they've experienced, they may have seemed real to them. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that that's actually what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, I'm, 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 I'm not willing to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, like yeah. I said in, in our second episode of, of Bigfoot, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really a multifaceted um, set of, of, of evidence that has led me to believe. You know, the, the first thing, as I said, was the eyewitness accounts. These are just two people. You know, before I came to the conclusion that, you know, that these might these people, the, the big Bigfoot might be real was from listening to scores, you know, and, and of, of, of people and how similar their stories were. And just the, you know, so, I mean, these two guys were, were kind of unusual that, that they weren't afraid. But when you when you hear the stories of people who actually feared for their life and you could hear it in their voice, they're they're suffering from some type of PTSD from that experience. That's hard to fake. You know, um, so that's the one thing. And then, and then, can you imagine that shit really happens to you? I mean, I'm just gonna play, play, give the benefit of the, of the doubt for a mm-hmm. second. You got the PTSD from Bigfoot, and then you got to go out into society, and people make fun of you. Like, yeah, like if you have PTSD from war, people are like, oh man, you've been, you've been through the shit, man. Right, you've right. been through war. You right. know, you, right. you respect With Bigfoot. You got PTSD, and then it's like PTSD round two. Because everyone's gonna fucking clown you, right? Uh, you lose your mind. All right. So then, you, then, you, then you have you have photos, you have um, uh, videos, you have audios, you have the the, the uh, footprints, um, and then you have you know Native American uh, lore, um, and now you have DNA. I mean, if you put all these things together, at the very least, at the very least, you have to say something is going on. You know, a, a person's story, you know, you say, oh, people have experiences. Okay, there's not a lot of UFO footprints. There's not a lot of UFO DNA. There's not a lot of... Uh, well, there's not a lot of Bigfoot DNA. You, you're talking about one sample here. No, one right? sample. There's hundreds of samples. There's one, 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 um, one experiment, yes. Okay. Um, but I believe there's also another experiment that's, uh, that went on a few years later. I have to... Um, Research it to, to right. talk about. Well, yeah, and we'll 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 revisit that. Right, and, but uh, but you can't. I mean, you know, but you can't really you know compare the two. I mean, this is um, you know, this this is this is a phenomenon, and you know, like you said, you know, you're from the city. Um, let me give. Let me just ask we one question. You know, Britain is a very old country, right? It's mm-hmm. been populated at, at least from what we know, at least since the time of the Romans. When the Romans landed in Britain, there were already people there, right? Mm-hmm. And that was about eighty five A D. All right. Now, how much of Britain, and when I say Britain, I'm talking about England, Wales, and Scotland, do you think is urbanized? And when I say urbanized, I'm not just talking about buildings. I'm, I'm talking about paved roads as well. How much of it, what percentage do you think is urbanized? 60. 60%? Yeah. You'd be incorrect. It would be 6%. 6%? 6%. of England is, is urbanized. 6%. And that's counting... Paved. What happened to all the rest? You know, why don't what what what's going on there? Well, 
do they just have stupid developers? No, it's it's just that first of all, um, uh, Britain is not like America, where you know they're constantly trying to urbanize everything. I think you know in, in, by the 1800s, the late 1800s, or at least in early 1900s, there was a conscious effort to like save you know the woods. You know, so that's part of it. But also, even before that, there was still a lot of um, land that was just not urbanized because it's just not. You know, how many, I mean, how, what's the population of, of, of Britain? Uh, 70 million, 75 million? And, and then divide that by how much square feet it is. Everybody can't, most people live in cities. Right. Right? Now, think of the United States. How big America is. Imagine how much woods there are where nobody treads. All right. I'll give you that. All right. Well, I guess uh, this is to be revisited. Um, but not, I actually look forward to uh, getting in touch with your white cousin over the DNA samples. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if uh, if he says something uh, compelling, then, then you know, I might change my perspective on this. Wow. And then, listen, but, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm not I, I'm never going to deny something because. I do recognize that, and I think that's a failure of a lot of people, right? right. They, you take your own experiences and just sort of project, project it onto it. everything else and right. imagine that if you didn't see it, then it must not be the case. Right. You know, uh, You know. of course, you have to weigh that against sort of evidence-based thinking, so I'm not. I am definitely not hopping on the Bigfoot bandwagon, but uh, depending on what happens next, you know, I, I, re- I retain an open mind, but as for now, uh, I'm not looking over my shoulder for Bigfoot. Uh, and with that, we end this episode of Naked Subject with Gerardo, Giuseppe, and uh, hopefully Platano will be joining us soon. And until next time, peace.